0: Everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of John's Basement Podcast, my second ever broadcast on WPUB and my 17th, uh, 15th broadcast on WCOV, somewhere up there, 17 episodes, I, I'm almost at a landmark episode, I'm not, but I'm almost there, that's fun for me to think about, I'm gonna have to do something special for 20, I haven't decided what I'm gonna do yet, but it's in, it's in the, it's in the brain cavities is something I'm thinking of. This week has been so interesting. I went home for the first time this whole semester to my, uh, my lovely home in the suburbs. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just like, whoa, it's almost midterm season. I have my midterm prompts for the papers that I have to write. See, I'm an English major. That means I don't really do real work. But, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. It's fun. I like writing. My midterm papers are coming up. How's, uh, how's midterms going for everybody if they've taken any yet? tests and quizzes? This is a really weird time, but nevertheless, let's get into some music, shall we? So this first artist that I'm going to be playing is a Quadio artist that I didn't actually discover myself. I'm going to give complete credit where credit is due. My friend Michaela texted me two artists last night randomly. She was going through the Quadio app. She's also a campus representative, as am I. Um, And also is my guest that you'll hear later in the episode. Um, And she was like, you need to listen to these two artists. Um, So I'm going to play the first one she sent me first. Um, Amazing voice on this one. This track is called Understudy. And it is by an artist from UCLA reaching out to my West Coast uh, reach. And her name is, oh, I'm totally going to butcher pronouncing this. Tema Scott? Oh my god, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. Please let me know. Uh, this song is called Understudy, and it's amazing. Beautiful voice, amazing music accompanying it. So once again, this artist is a Quadio artist. I'll do my spiel later, though. Here you go, Understudy.
1: Letters, but I'll write an anthem to your chest. He'll say, Why did she tell me she's emotionless? I want to believe that. In a twin bed, I'm under a tin shed It's too easy to hear everything I could fall in the way of an undeserved letter I'm writing to me like a need Like I see how the girl who was 15 Swallowed the steam the entire pipe dream To prove to the people that she was a cannon She lost everything in a fight Just to manage some time lost of breath and why do i do this to me why i'm like the understudy
0: Once again, that song was called Understudy by Tema Scott. I am so sorry if I am mispronouncing your name. Please feel free to reach out and tell me such if I am. But your song is absolutely wonderful. I am so glad that my friend Michaela sent that track to me because I am very glad that I got to play it on the air tonight. Um, once again, she's from UCLA. Check it out. Check out all, all the... I think that's off of an album. So check out the whole shebang. Uh, the next artist I'm going to play for you guys tonight is also a Quadio artist, but before I get into that, I'm going to do my whole advertisement for Quadio, as I do almost every week. Quadio is a free platform for musicians in college. You get to put all of your stuff up there, from musics to spoken word poetry to podcasts. I highly recommend that you have on to this, um, this service if you're a musician, or a music lover, if you're a photographer, if you're a producer, if you're a booking agent, I'm not sure if any of those are really doing anything right now, though. Um, Rest in peace, live music. But anything uh, along the music industry lines, or even if you just like music and you want to discover some new artists that maybe aren't massive yet, um, I totally recommend you sign on to Quadio. It is 100% free. All you need is a college email address to sign on, and you are in. Um, I myself am a campus representative for the program, and so is my friend Michaela, the one who actually sent me both of these artists for tonight, and um, so is my best friend, who is my bassist, and my roommate, who I'm also interviewing uh, later tonight, uh, Michael Simon, Um, I'm really happy to be part of this program, it's an amazing experience, and I think you should absolutely sign on, it's awesome. I have found a lot of the music that I put on the show through this platform, including tonight. Uh, And I will continue to find a lot more music on this platform for future episodes in addition to Spotify and TikTok and however other means I find artists. Um, So now that my promotion of Quadio is over for this week, uh, let's get into the next artist. This artist is called Arrows in Action, and this is their track called Falling on Purpose. That song takes me so back to listening to pop punk when i was in high school i love it very remnant of like uh, all time low and some 41 um blink 182 the works uh seeing a bunch of those in concert and i miss concerts i miss that vibe i used to play music like that so really cool um so yeah once again that artist was called Arrows in Action, and that song was called Falling on Purpose. Feel free to check them out on everything on Spotify. I got them through Quadio, through Suggestion, via my friend Michaela. So shout out, Michaela. Um, hopefully uh, I can play one of her tracks coming up uh, soon. We actually we recorded a track over quarantine at some point. Um, so that's being mastered in the process right now, and hopefully I'll be able to play it on this show, because that would be great. Maybe I'll interview her. Um... So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a talking tangent before I get into my third and final artist, and then eventually the interview segment of this episode. Cause yeah, you know what? I, I I did this a lot over the summer, and I'm gonna do this again right now. Um, who caught the debate last night? The presidential first presidential debate between Trump and Biden. I typically don't like to make things oriented around politics, but I just Come on, if it's, if you by this point are voting for Trump, you're just racist. There's, you, you can't even fight it by this point. There, he refused to condemn white supremacy on national television to all of the undecided voters who are still on the fence, whether or not they're going to vote for him. Not that any of the white supremacists didn't already know they were voting for him, but just I don't I don't understand how anybody can still support him and not see the issue with that and and still be in denial that he's a terrible person. Um I I I will definitely be the first to say that yes, the two-party system in entirety is flawed and yes, there are bad Democrats out there who are politicians in power and Biden was by no means my first choice, but like there is still such a clear, lesser evil for you to choose from. Um, you know, it's terrifying, because uh, I'm a person of color on this podcast, this radio show, and I can see my future going very scarily down a downward spiral in the next four years if one president is reelected, and I can see things maybe getting better, or at least staying where they are, the next four years with the other option, and if you choose to just not see that, that's a privileged thing, and lucky for you, you don't have to think about how terrible your life can be in the next four years, but for a lot of people in this country, there are very clear options, there are very clear candidates that are going to make our lives either potentially better or so much worse, Um, so yeah, uh, that's my little thing. I'm also going to take another second. This is a complete side tangent, but I only have so many segments to talk in this uh, this episode. Um, going back to local music. Um, I'm going to connect this with COVID because our fucking country's response... Oh, I should watch that, that F-bomb. I'm on college radio now. But um, our COVID response was so god-awful. Um, and so much of especially live music has suffered as a result of it and i'm I'm doing this broadcast in my knitting factory hoodie and that is actually um that's something i'm going to ask if you guys have the funds and the means to order something online in support of a a business please head over to the knitting Factory's website and buy either a hat or some socks that they're selling they're selling an art print they're selling a hoodie they're selling uh they're selling something else i i'm forgetting off the top of my head but um, yeah, that that that's a big one for me personally, because I really hope that once inevitably COVID does end, whenever that is, um, as a musician, I really do hope to be able to get back to playing in the clubs that I played at before the pandemic broke loose. And the Knitting Factory has been the venue that I've been playing at since I've moved to the city. It means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to a lot of artists and a lot of concert goers because the Knitting Factory is an amazing venue excuse me oh my god my acid reflux acting up today um but uh yes please i urge you if you have any money that you're willing to spend you need a new hat or a new hoodie i highly recommend the hoodie i've been living in this thing for the past two weeks um please head on over to the knitting factory's website in brooklyn or the knitting factory i think the other one's located in california i could be wrong though don't quote me on that um And just support small venues, support local music, and even if there's another venue that you know of that's selling merchandise, also please send that information my way because I would love to support that. Um, Ensure that all the local level musicians, such as myself and such as the people that you might know, let's make sure that once the world opens back up, we have places to play, and let's make sure that the hardworking people who allow you to listen to music in New York City at a local level stay in business, keep their jobs, and... This is a tough time for everyone, so this is my support local music little advertisement. Uh, I am partial to the Knitting Factory because I have so many amazing memories there. Um, But if you know of any other small venues that have any ways that you can help them for relief or for donations or for merchandising that goes towards their corporation overall, please find it within your hearts and your wallets to donate and without delay let's get into the last artist um for tonight's episode that i'm going to play aside for myself because i don't count that um this artist is one of my very very good friends i love this boy dearly his name is buster Shoyer, and he has a new song coming out by his band cheap 52 I've played him before on this uh, show. I've interviewed him before on this show. I love him to pieces. He is my producer. He produced my EP, which just came out last week. Um, he's also producing that song that I'm collaborating with Michaela on that I mentioned a couple seconds ago. Um, so yeah, this song is upcoming off of his new releases. It's coming out in a few weeks. This track is called Maybe, and it is by the band Cheap 52 from Nyack, New York. Now migrated to Philadelphia. Um, so check it out. When it comes out, it's not out yet, so you guys get an early listen right now. He was gracious enough to send me an early peek to play on tonight's episode, which I'm very excited to do. Uh, So this song is called Maybe Once Again by the band Cheap 52. Enjoy.
2: Changed And nothing's gone away That's not gonna stop me today I understand the feeling so hellishly but may
0: Once again, that track was called Maybe by the band Cheap 52, which is going to be an upcoming single for them. It is not out yet, so you got to listen to that for the first time. Very proud and very blessed to be the first person to play it. I hope you play it a lot when it comes out on streaming services such as Spotify, Apple Music, and whatever else you use. Uh, and that's going to conclude the artist segment of my episode for tonight, so I'm going to jump into the interview portion of tonight's episode, which is with my bassist, my best friend, and my roommate, Michael Bulletproof Simon. Um, this is going to be talking in part about our EP that just dropped, Papaya, which I hope you've listened to, and if not, fear not, you can listen to it still on Spotify, Apple Music and bandcamp now. We're on Bandcamp now and literally anything else you can listen to music on. Um so yeah, this is uh my interview with Mike coming up right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to the interview segment of tonight's episode. I'm joined here with my bassist, roommate and best friend, Michael Simon, here to talk about Spitfire's newest drop, Papaya. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So, Mike you and I uh, collaborated quite extensively on this work. What, w- what would you say the recording process was like for you when we were recording this EP?
3: The recording process for me was both awesome and hell because, like, I really had to learn how to like record myself, which like I kind of knew how to do before, but I really had to put in a lot of effort into like making sure I knew what I was doing for this. But also. So, like, that was, like, the hell part, but I also, like, really like making music, and it was, it was like, my idea to say, like, let's do, like, three EPs in a year, like, let's put it out. So, I thought that was really fun. And then I'd be, like, t- kind of tired, and I'd just be, like, watching a movie, and then I'd be, like, you'd text me, you'd be like, oh, the parts are up, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow, and then inevitably I would do it, like, that night, just because I felt weird for not doing it, you know what I mean? I was like, eh, what the, what the fuck else am I doing, you know? Nightcrawler can wait. And, uh... So, yeah, it was both awesome and horrible. Nah. I really hurt my hand for <clears throat> some you? of the songs. Yeah, because I would, I would play it, like, five times, like, straight before recording. Like, I'd play it, figure out my part. Then I would play that five times, so, like, I really knew what I was doing. And then, you know, inevitably when someone's watching, you like, you always mess up. So, like, when it started recording, I would, like, mess up probably, like, a few times. Unfortunately, I am not a one-take Drake. Nor am I. I'm a many-take Mike.
0: Many Take Mike, that's your That's my new name. That's your new name,
3: <laughs> Many Take Mike. Um so yeah, like my hand like would hurt, I would have some blisters, but I'm like, ooh, it's gonna sound good though. And it came out really awesome. So would you say that um
0: the recording process for Papaya was a better recording process for you than it was for like Scrooge and Dance?
3: Oh, most definitely. Um I like I really love Scrooge and Dance, don't get me wrong. But those were recorded at Jake's house. And you know, Whenever I'm in other people's house besides yours because I basically live there, you know, you always feel, like, weird. You know, it's like you're a guest, so it's like you can't really get comfortable, but you can't be, like, too, like, uncomfortable because then they feel weird. So then you're always in, like, a weird state. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But then Nick would be recording. Nick would press record, and he would do all of that. You would make a scratch track, and Nick would record that, and Jake would be helping Nick with recording. And I would just be sitting there on Twitter which was so fun but you know the only times you need social media to keep refreshing it never does like inevitably whenever we recorded at jake's house it was the dullest day on every social media so i really like this because it was kind of i got to do it at my own pace i got i really banged it out one night i was just waiting for jake and you to finish your parts because uh the way we did it i don't know if your viewers know you would record a scratch track on voice memos, send it to Jake. Jake would then do drums. You would lay down guitar and vocals. Then I would lay down bass. And Nick was not a part of it. Uh, Nick is no longer in Spitfire. I don't know if that's been covered on the podcast. I don't listen. Loosely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really did enjoy it because like I really got to control what I was making and like how long I wanted to take on it. And like I said, like I really spent time on all of these songs you may not hear it but i did i definitely do hear it because i mean i think it's
0: interesting um comparing like the bass especially to everything else that like we have under the spitfire name because it's interesting i released low q and hurt again it was just me which is why it sounds so bad um and like hurt again is the closest thing to me trying to learn how to like how to produce and it's not good um but i will always have a soft spot in my heart for that song it is not well as it ever does on our spotify um but low q like i i don't think like the production of low q sounds bad i think low q sounds very much like a lo-fi punk song which is kind of what i was going for um but obviously like my drumming capabilities are very limited especially compared to to that of jake who's just like a fucking animal on the kit
3: fucking insane
0: <clears throat> so i i just i remember um and I mean, Geek was different because Buster was drumming on that and it sounded amazing because Buster is a, a very talented musician and producer himself, but it definitely, it's not nearly the same style of drumming as, as Jake's, is, as good as it is. Um, so I remember when we did Sunset Skies, it's interesting because it's like every next release gets like one step closer to the final like lineup that we're at now because with Sunset Skies, it was all Jake with the exception of like one song. Um, And I was playing bass and guitar and singing on it. And then when we got to dance and Scrooge, it was finally like, because Nick was in the band at the time, Nick got to hop on two of those tracks. And then you got to hop on. But like most of the time, like when we would record, it was very spur of the moment. Like it was like you were learning your part and writing it pretty much the day of the recording session.
3: Oh, I was writing it while recording.
0: Yeah, so it's it's definitely, time. it's like, it's very different. Cause I mean, like for me, I always forget that. Like, Cause for me, it's like, I usually, I sit with the songs for like months because it's like, all right, what songs am I going to show the band next? So for me, my parts are more or less finalized in my head. and Maybe I'll add like tweaks and adjustments, but when it gets to you guys, it's it's always like, it's like, I forget. It's like the first time you guys are really hearing it. And Jake and I have this like special telepathic relationship when it comes to like writing songs, because normally I'll send Jake a song And I won't tell him anything as to how I think the drums should sound because normally I don't need to. Normally Jake will just be like, okay, um, I'm reading the brainwaves in this song memo and I've produced exactly what you thought and I'm going to add 10,000 things that make it even cooler. And that so it's interesting. It's like, because I mean, Jake and I used to write songs for Fracture together. So that was always our process. I would just normally show him shit and he would just kind of replicate what I was thinking somehow. Um... So, like, this was different because it's cool. It's, like, I, I feel like on Papaya, you can really hear your bass parts so well. I know Koi is your favorite, but I, I really love your bass part on By the Bridge. It's, just, it's very yeah, sublime.
3: You, your dad texted me about that last night at, at like, fucking 1 a.m. I get a Facebook message from John's dad. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> dot, dot. Your bass part on By the Bridge is insane. Good job. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I'm sure he's tuning in when this is airing, too. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I actually don't think I've opened the message yet, so I'm going <laughs> to open it as soon as I... Oh, no, I did. I This morning I texted him back. Thank you. No, I, I <laughs> really
0: do. I point. do love that bass part, though. That boo doo 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 It's very... It reminds me of, um like, the sublime self-titled. That- Ooh. It's like, uh, that's like, you definitely captured that, that vibe, which is amazing because By the Bridge is a completely inspired song from that album.
3: Inspired? Some would say. I would use another word. <laughs> I wouldn't. Warner Music, do not sue us. Uh, I don't think they're Warner. Are they Warner? I think they're Warner. They might be Warner. Who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Who um, knows? No, I really like Koi just because of the suspension I put in the bass part. And that was actually made up on the spot. And, um, you know, when Nick was in the band, Nick is a music student. And, you know, he does a lot of jazz. So a lot of the stuff he listens to is, like, way more than I could ever, like, comprehend. So, like, to have – and, like I, like, I really did, like, Nick's music, like, sensibilities. And, like, a lot of the stuff he would write I really, really liked. And so, like, when he complimented me on something I wrote, like, it really meant a lot. And like, I don't know That's why I really like that part Like, it's just like I I think it sounds awesome And then like, Nick also complimented it And it was like, wow I'm affirmed Yeah, he's got
0: uh, his John Mayer influences And all his jazz student Knowledges of theory and jazz theory I just remember sometimes when I would like I remember when I showed Nick Hurt Again for the first time I was like So these are the parts And he goes Dude, this song is sick Do you know that it's in three modes? And I'm like, yeah Obviously
3: of course, I I meant to do that What's a mode? And I was like, well, what modes are it in? I don't, I don't I know I know what modes are, but Mike not You should just say it out loud <laughs> just in case
0: I know what modes are They are scale patterns But I didn't know which modes that were <laughs> again. And I also uh, only know like two by heart So for him to like just like show He's like, it's it's in this And it's also in this And I'm like, yeah
3: Obviously Yeah Duh I'm nice like that
0: I'm Like, yeah that was my artistic genius and not an accident by by any means, but um yeah, so let's talk about we we talk a lot about the music aspect of what we do, let's talk about the not music aspect of what we do you know the non
3: music aspect of the music yeah, like the like the thing we do
0: yeah, the thing we do um
3: so <clears throat> what do you want to talk about
0: let's talk about. Distribution. We'll get to merch sales. I do want to talk about merch sales. Let's talk about distribution first. So I know that there might be a lot of uh, young, passionate new artists on the horizons. Maybe one or two that might stumble across this broadcast.
3: One or two is underlined.
0: One or two is definitely underlined and it also might be generous. But, you know, one or two, give or take, mostly take, people out there maybe they want to to put their music out to the world they they don't know how to do it so i would like to talk about that because i think it's a process that so many people don't actually understand or appreciate because i do have like a few friends who got into the soundcloud rap game shout out to dan, dan uh, Marillo. dan Marillo.
3: Jeff Milan. Jeff Milan. Tyler Green and Sonny Sharma were the first people. Yes, they in were. In Suffern High School, in the Suffern area, to get on SoundCloud, as far as I know. I was in seventh grade when the incident of 09 came out. Oh, I, I heard that track. Tyler Green said, Ayo hey, Jones, hit me with the slurp. Parentheses Hi. production by Sonny Sharma. Man, changed my life. Really, really did.
0: But yeah, Dan Murillo did hit me up at one point, I think, asking me, like, how do I get my music on Spotify? And I was like, I can help you with that. So here is my take from someone who gets paid significantly less than the people you listen to. So when you put your music on, you go through an aggregating service. And an aggregating service is basically the service that's going to put you on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, anything else that you might listen to music on. I don't know who the fuck uses Tidal or Deezer, but it'll put you on there too. So
3: I know a few people. Really? Yeah, that, that would be the first. Title really does have like really good high fidelity. So like if you care about that, like definitely go for title. But the so title's like more for like
0: music heads. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Got and, it. And like their are like <laughs> student plan for high fidelity because they have two plans. They have like two student plans. They have like a high fidelity and low fidelity. It costs the same as like a student's, like a regular Spotify, like a regular Apple Music. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Cole was showing me, uh, Amy Winehouse song. On Spotify, and he has both for some reason, and title, dude, it was crazy. Like it, high fidelity is not is not like a joke. I take this from a guy who I'm really stupid, and like half the time I think people make up that they hear different sounds between guitars and pickups. Like my dad will show me these videos on YouTube because my dad's like a guitar head, he's like a gear head, and I'll be like, check out these pickups, and I'm like. Oh yeah, that sounds so different from those other ones. It sounds like a fucking guitar. S- but like this, like high fidelity, really does make a difference. Anyway, back to distribution. So yeah, no, like,
0: like the actually, I, I applaud that uh, that tidbit. Um. So yeah, uh, basically, you're you're gonna wanna go through an aggregating service, and the one that I recommend is DistroKid. I used to use CD Baby, and I have my issues with CD Baby. DistroKid takes a miniscule cut from your earnings. It will put you on all of the major platforms. It'll even put you on YouTube, so you'll have a topic YouTube name under yourself, which is actually where you will generate the most streams from what I have researched. Um, But no one really listens to music like that, so it's harder to generate that if you're trying to get traction there. Um, Go through DistroKid. It's quick, it's easy, it's cheaper than all of the other things. One of my biggest issues with places like uh, CD baby is that they will charge you per release where Distrokid, distro kid you pay once a year and yeah now let's get into
3: Merchandise Merchandising this is uh I wouldn't say my bread and butter um, It's just, just one of the things I do Um so recently within the past year I took over as the artistic director for Spitfire because I was uh, a little displeased with our merch So, um, you know, I'm always looking for new artists to potentially do something with, and I'll sometimes design things. I am not a a graphic designer by any means, Um, but, you know, I'll sometimes see what I can do, and I've had little thoughts and inklings that never really went anywhere. Um, We might be doing a sticker that I made soon, which is just the Seinfeld uh, logo with our name on it. So, like, that's really, like, literally, I, I ripped it. Like, I did the bare minimum. I was like, oh, I can do this. Um, No, yeah, so merchandising. Um, Screen printing is your best friend. It just is hard. If you do not know what you're doing, it is hard. And it is very hard to do with limited resources. There are screen printing kits you can get. There are screen printing machines you can get. And then there are, like, industrial machines that you can get. They're all very hard to do. I don't know... What personally I would recommend, we I have a screen printing machine at home, like a, uh, like a not commercial, like a household one, but it's like, it's like up there because uh, my grandparents are like moving out of their house, and so like they're moving into a home, so they just had this one lying around. So I got it, and like I've been playing with it, and like it's fine, and we're probably gonna do a shirt or two on there, but it's for very basic, like, very very basic designs. Like I don't even feel comfortable doing like a two like <laughs> color design. Like it will be like. Black like it would be a black design on a white shirt or like a white design on like a black shirt. Like it is it is far too crazy for me to get into. Um, a strategy that I really like that we have never implemented, uh, Jeff Rosenstock and Bomb the Music industry used to do when they uh, were still a band. They would not. They wouldn't sell merch. Jeff's whole thing was like, I want to sell music. I don't even want to sell music. I just want to do my music. I don't want to be a traveling T-shirt salesman. So what he would do is. If you brought your own shirt to the show, they would take it outside, they would have stencils, and they would just spray paint on the shirt. And that was your Bomb the Music Industry shirt. And I think, oh, sorry, I just had coffee, so like a little bit of, you know. I might need a Toms. Uh, oh, so for any like small bands, I think that's like a really good idea, personally. just because it's, everyone can bring a t-shirt. If you advertise it, you can do a different thing every time, and it's just like a fun thing, you know? Make a stencil. You just get a package from Amazon. You'll have cardboard. I mean, fuck Jeff Bezos. But, uh, you know, we live in a society. So what was the process like
0: finding the artist for the papaya cover?
3: Oh, uh, the papaya cover. Oh, yeah. So this is, I guess, where we're going now. Um, so uh, I found, like, I think it was on YouTube, and one of the Kenny Beats – uh, the K videos came up in my recommended. It probably was the Zach Fox one, cause that song was like going around on TikTok. Like the, I got depression. I'm not gonna do it, cause uh, you know, it's not me, but, cause that's not me, but, yeah. So it was going around. It was I. It was on my for you page. I clicked on it, and you know, just um, like from that video, it was just really fun. I really liked it, and I started watching all the other ones, and then you know, I started getting into like. Kenny Beats' discography and like what he has produced and stuff I didn't even realize he produced. Like I didn't even, like listening to it, I didn't even realize how much he was on uh, Rico Nasty's Anger Management. Uh, so, you know, when um, quarantine started, he started a Discord and so one day, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into Discord. I'm going to join uh, Kenny Beats' Discord. And then there's like an art tab in there and I was scrolling through and I found this guy, Lake Machine, that was his name on uh, Discord, and I was like, yo, this guy's work is fucking dope. So I sent it to you, and I was like, I sent you a few of his pieces, and I was like, what do you think? And he, you were like, this guy's dope. And then I sent it to uh, my girlfriend to get an outside point of view. And
0: she said, this is dope.
3: Yeah, because she, I've sent her stuff, and she's like, this is shitty. Do not even think about this. Like, she'll tell me if it's bad and you know we stand Mina. a lot of our uh a lot of our fan base is based on the goodwill of friends
0: this is true
3: so yeah so i just dm this guy i was like hey i'm going to band we're working on a ep and i was wondering what your rates would be to do a cover and he said uh, no rates i will do it for free uh what's the name i was like oh fuck yeah um
0: you're like keep talking with like you're just like rubbing like a dollar bill between your fingers. Basically,
3: I was like I was rubbing the money we saved like in between my fingers. The little bit of money that we have left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like a Scrooge McDuck dive into like twenty bucks, but like like a twenty dollar bill. Mm. It was just me and one bill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I so we're talking. I'm telling him about the EP. I sent him some of the rough masters that we had. And I said, I want it to look like this other cover you did. We have a song called By the Bridge, um, because John and I go to school right next to the Brooklyn Bridge. I was like, it would be awesome if that could be included. And I wanted to have like a, because I know it's going to come out September 25th, like a, and like a late summer, early fall kind of vibe. And he delivered. And then, you know, every note I had, he was willing to work with. You know, he provided some font samples. The first font for uh, that said Spitfire for the cover was uh, Cooper Black, I think is the name of it. It's the Beach Boys font. It's the one they use on Pet Sounds. And it's also used, like, everywhere, but like, I just really love the Beach Boys, so I, like, that was, like, the first font that came to my mind. And it just it looked bad. It looked, like, awful. So, but he sent a bunch of fonts over, and I, like, chose one. And he was just really, really great to work with. Didn't require any payment. Like, I offered, like, 12 times. I was like, are you sure? Like, I can't Venmo you something. Like, I will Venmo you, like, the cost of a cup of coffee. And he was like, nope, just tag me. Oh, so follow at bread underscore the letter N underscore citrus. Brett Curtis, on um, that is on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think he has uh, a TikTok or Facebook under that name. But yeah, he does really great work. Uh, if you're listening, uh, Brett, thank you for your work. It turned out awesome. I love you. I hope we can work together again soon.
0: And I do have... One question. We always ask the guests this one question on all of the shows. Don't quote me on that. Just take my word that we ask this question every week.
3: I've never been asked this question. What is your
0: favorite show that you've ever played with Spitfire? And you can also include Maggot Death. I really thought you were talking about TV
3: shows. <laughs> and then you kept talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Spitfire show, <laughs> Welcome in the Middle? <laughs> my brain is very, like, it's, like it's, not up, it's not up to speed today. It's uh, very interesting Spitfire to watch it work, though. Um, I would probably say it was the first Knitting Factory show. Because there were just so many people there. It was really, really awesome. It was like a fun time everyone involved um, because of that Sound the Groove likes us shout out uh, Sound the Groove boop boop uh, or the Pleasantville Music Festival mm. because Freddie from Everclear looked at us while we- he was vaping we were like yeah like thumbs up and on up. stage and he was like yeah and I think that's like a memory I'll cherish forever you know regardless of if um, like whatever happens with Spitfire happens like I'll be able to tell my kids this fucking washed up guitarist the no, bassist uh, from Everclear who had a nicotine addiction like vaped at me and my best friend when I was 18 at a festival that you we were only 18 Was I 18? No, no I you was were still 17. <laughs> I have a late birthday uh, oh, for man. those listening. If anyone wants to send me any birthday presents, my birthday is August 19th, so you're a little late, but I'll forgive you. My my uh, cash app is dollar sign. Wait, let me pull it up. <laughs> uh, I I accept cash. My cash app is dollar sign MikeySci1, and my Venmo is... <laughs> at Michael Dash Simon Dash fifty nine. I'll spell that out. M I C H A E L hyphen S I M O N hyphen the numbers five and the number nine. Is that it? Is that like the end of the show? <laughs> Cause I really no, just pull, I like,
0: just I, I, I just I really enjoyed that. That was really fun for me. <laughs>
3: I, I accept uh, cash and I'm working on my Amazon wish list. So when you, that's all done, I'll come back on the show.
0: Do you accept uh, Imperial credits? I do not accept Imperial credits. Nah, that's a bummer. That's all I got. What about Bitcoin?
3: Oh, I do accept Bitcoin. Send me that on Cash App. Dollar sign Mikey Psy one
0: <laughs> So Talk about Bitcoin. What do you, you want me to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we still got. Is uh, the well that dry? No, I mean, we could talk about a million other things, but honestly, I don't know anything
3: about Bitcoin. Do you want me to explain Bitcoin to you? Mansplain it for me. All right, let me get... Uh, you guys can't see it, but my, my fucking manspreading sp- uh, is huge. <laughs> so do you want me to explain how it works? Yeah. The conception of it? Because huh. that's like a little mystery in itself. Uh, let's hear how it works. Because no one really knows who the creator of Bitcoin is. I'm fully just hijacking what you want to say. Because it's actually... This is straight up like a true fact. It is a, is a felony. To make your own currency. And then Bitcoin was designed as decentralized currency on the blockchain system. I, I had to write a paper about this. For, I'm, uh, I'm into it. Keep speaking. going. So there's this mysterious guy. I can't remember his name. Um, Who just one day in like an email for... It might have been cryptocurrencies. It was like from a forum. Or it was something else. It was cyber something. It was definitely like related to like fucking nerds like only nerds would like like this shit at the beginning and he dropped like a 26 page like manifesto about uh, Bitcoin and how it could work and how it could like revolutionize the whole fucking thing and yeah like there's like 12 guesses about who it is but like no one really knows what it is and like um, there's a guy with the same name as the guy who published it but he denies like all um, like involvement in it he's like I barely know about Bitcoin. I'm just an old man. Please let me be. You. Know, it's like, and it's so crazy too because it really could be anyone and like there is literally like men and women of like every single like race and like sexuality because like anyone could do it and it's like, it's probably the most open-minded I've ever seen the internet be. You like, know, I'll read theories and huh. no one's like, oh, she's a woman. She can't do that. It could be like, oh yeah, it could be her. I, I don't think it's her because of XYZ, but then you'll see that other guy comment on like someone else's post and it's like a straight white man and he's like, I don't think it's him either because XYZ. Like it's really just It's very objective. Open-minded. Yeah. It's a it's a whole sleuthing thing and no one will probably ever know because you know, despite Bitcoin being as big as it is, you could still face felony charges and like a lifetime in jail for it.
0: And so no one wants to come clean.
3: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: How um how much do you think we as Spitfire could make if we invested into Bitcoin and it had like a gigantic surge.
3: Um, well, Bitcoin's biggest surge, like in recent history, is it's like, like two years it. ago, right? Yeah, like fucking Bitcoin went from like two thousand to like ten thousand in like a, like a few days. Don't quote me on that; I could be wrong. Um, but I put <clears throat> twenty dollars into Bitcoin at the beginning of quarantine, and then I put one. After, um, our, After live our live stream, stream, our friend Kelly venmo me a dollar uh, to say in the live stream um, that she said to shut the fuck up. We love our fans. <laughs> and so, uh, but I invested, I put $20 in Bitcoin when it was like relatively low. So I put that $20 in and then that $1 in when it was higher. Right now we're at 34 59 Okay. I don't know what it would be if I took out a dollar because I'm not really up to d- – I, like, I want to keep this in for as long as possible and really, like, watch it spike. But if we put a lot of money into it – like, I know a lot of bands who put, like, a lot of their earnings into it, a lot of people who put a lot of their earnings into it because it really does – like, uh, I'm literally in a. I'm in a group chat for people who, like, aren't a Bitcoin. It's not as nerdy as it sounds. um I it was, was on added phone slot, like a band. not be nerdy I, yeah i was i was added from like this band who was like yo check out bitcoin that might make it sound worse actually uh yeah but this like literally the chat like it's inactive and then like last night someone in the chat was like "Ooh, my bitcoin just went up by a cent i just watched that happen that was kind of sick um someone in the chat was like hey guys how's everyone doing and this one girl says she put like two thousand dollars in. Oh my god. Not at the beginning, like over time. Yeah. And right now she's at two thousand four hundred seventy five dollars. Okay. So yeah, she's that's almost like, like made a quarter yeah, of what like she put a in. Quarter growth. Yeah. So that's crazy. I've almost a few times I've almost doubled the twenty dollars I've put in.
0: So you know, it'd be interesting, um maybe like if ever we sell more than two T shirts, we Psych
3: we can put half oh, check of that into Bitcoin. As soon as I get that up.
0: Oh yeah, let's talk about that for a second Bring yeah. it back to Spitfire It's so a limited run left? A minute and 18 seconds
3: Cool, uh, I'm gonna do a little rundown, limited run um, It's really awesome uh, I'm setting up a Spitfire limited run Spitfire.limitedrun.com We will have t-shirts, CDs, pins T-shirts are $15, pins are $1 We have not set a price for CDs yet I'm gonna see how, what, how much the fucking shipping is Support the USPS Period
0: And uh, that's going to bring us to the end of our interview segment. Thanks so much, friend of the show, Michael Amon, Bulletproof Simon, the Cornelius 7th son of the rising moon, 5th, for being here. It's been lovely having you as a guest as always.
3: Thanks, John.
0: And um, I have to wash one of the dishes that's been in our bathroom for two months.
3: You have to wash what? The dishes? Yeah. Are there dishes in there?
0: I have a single mug that I've been using as a phone speaker in the shower at night, but I should probably wash it. I made macaroni in there once, and I never cleaned it.
4: Oh, you dirty, dirty man.
0: There's no sauce. It was just pasta. But there's some pasta water. I hope you enjoyed that entirely tangent based interview. Uh I am just about at my time limit for tonight's episode. So this has been John's Basement Podcast. I'm going to play myself out with my song Good Vibrations which just came out last week. So please go to Spitfire's Spotify page, Bandcamp, Apple Music, whatever you listen to music on and stream Spitfire's EP Papaya. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week and please wear a mask.